you know, Al's sick this week, so we're going to take it a little bit easy. <laughs> Just like the eagle said, taking it easy. Oh, I hate that song. Taking it easy. And, and then they they like just jam for like probably ten minutes or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember that song actually. I heard it a lot when I was a kid. Sucks. My parents were Eagles fans. And then like in my gothic literature class, we listened to Hotel California because some kid was like, the lyrics are very gothic. <laughs> I think that's why I hate the Eagles is because I freaking hate Hotel California. It's not a great song. It's just real long. It's, it's trash. <laughs> Uh, also, I'm sorry for being sick again, guys, but I, for some reason, just keep picking up things. <sighs> Your body's I mean, like, man, strep throat, I love it. Give me more. I, I know. I've got the immune system of like a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. <laughs> it, it crushes under pressure, you know? Yeah. Or if it gets wet, it, it just becomes soggy and nasty. Sure. That's my immune system. I'm sorry, I threw you off. Oh, I don't know where I was going anyways with that. I think I was going to transition to the episode, but... You- I think you were going to introduce us. I think I was too. This is episode number 33 of your second favorite podcast on the internet. It's the place where we have conversations about anime, manga, and games. And when we talk about games, we don't bring on like crappy people to talk about them. So that's always cool. (laughs) Anyways, hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by the sickest podcast co-host in the world of podcast you can you can think of sickest in either way you want maybe like ill that works in both ways as well either (laughs) either physically unwell or like someone who's really really cool that's anladium hello i think it's more like 75 25 that you're really cool but also physically unwell yes I, it's just perpetual. I keep getting sick no matter what I do. I take vitamins and it's like, well, meh. What good does that do? I haven't taken vitamins in like years. I take gummy vitamins. I should take vitamins. I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm going to have to get those like Centrum vitamins. I know. <laughs> well, and I even got a tonsillectomy two years ago so that I could avoid getting strep because I kept getting strep. Is that supposed to like... Yes. Huh. And I still keep getting strep. Your body literally makes no sense, in which I believe we, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but literally just makes zero sense. None. Zero. At all. Anyways, this is not the podcast where we're just going to talk about illnesses all day, because that would be not fun, probably. I mean, it depends on whose illnesses we're talking about. Mine are probably not that interesting, but that's, there that's are some true. that are really, really fascinating. That's true. There's probably some... We could we could be talking about, like, trauma team or something like that. Like, Ooh, man, I, lo- I love cutting people up with motion controls. <laughs> Finding those, like, weird shark virus things. I had the DS game, and that game was hard. It was hard, but it was so fun. Trauma Center was great. Another fine game from your friends at Atlas. 
anyways, we're not here to talk about any of those. This is, we're four minutes in. We have yet to introduce our topic yet. That's real bad. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. So, we're going to talk about a show and a manga that I remember singing the praises of when it came out in 2014. And basically, it's one of the few comedies. I think we kind of talked about this when we talked about Sakamoto that it's a comedy that's just really good in a way that doesn't like beat you over the head with dumb jokes or like tries to skew into like real perverted jokes to try and make its humor. It's just, it's real good comedy in a genre that doesn't have a lot of real good comedy, I would say. But of course, maybe that's just me and I have a weird sense of humor. That's completely possible. So like this show. Yeah. Weird humor. Probably. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So basically, like, this show is is like the one show I've always kind of like tried to recommend to people, if like you know like they're just kind of getting into anime, or like you know they want like like a good comedy. Like this is the show that I would go to, and like it's like now this and Sakamoto, uh, you finally was able to read the first volume of the manga. I have I've tried to recommend it to you before, but your penchant for like watching anime isn't necessarily like the best because like you you don't really like go for it that often unless it really tickles your fancy yep so you got me the first volume and then you're like i should probably get this myself and you got it and then you read it and you're like i should read watch the anime and i was like yeah you should and you watch the anime and we're going to talk about gekkon shoujo nozaki kun aka monthly girls nozaki kun actually there's more to the story about me getting you the the manga more to the story that meets the eye it's like a transformer it is. More than HDI. So you sent me your your wish list. Uh, you sent me your wish list, and I was clicking through it. I'm like, huh, that's a weird title. I want to go check this out. And I started reading through it. I'm like, this sounds amazing. I would be interested in reading this. So I'm reading more about it, reading more about it, reading more about it. I was like, okay, this is on his wish list. He has to have this, but also I have to have this. (laughs) So I got it for you because I wanted it. (laughs) And um, I thought it sounded like super, super cool and really funny. So I got my copy like almost the same time as you, if not the same time. I can't remember. Which I never realized until like you were showing me like your bookshelves after side story. Like you were cleaning out your bookshelves and selling some books and everything. And I saw it was like, Wait, you got it too? Why haven't we <laughs> talked about this? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically led us to this where you've watched all the anime and we just recently watched, like literally just before we started recording the uh, the six mini OVAs that they put out for each individual uh, volume in Japan because their home release situation is really bad and bonkers. Well, and I ran into... Again, same with Sakamoto. I ran into, like, Tumblr gifts of this show before. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks really funny. I wonder what it is. But, um... Never pursued it. (laughs) I have a really hard time getting into anime because a lot of times it's very long and convoluted and I just don't have the time or patience to get involved in something like that. Just just think of, like, all of the shows that I've got you into in, in the time we've known each other. It's how dumb they are. Sakamoto, this, <laughs> Danganronpa 3, yeah. Jojo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I guess Suki Gakire as well. So it's 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 a wide spectrum of just weird. <laughs> it is really, really wide. 
Interesting. Um, wow, that is... But, keep in mind, the only one that's actually long is JoJo. Yeah. Because that's one of my really big things, is that I can't get into an anime that's supremely long and drawn out. It just drives me crazy. Which, I guess, it helps for JoJo that, like, it's split up into, like, a lot of different parts. Parts. And, like, each of those parts have, like, different characters and stories and all that sort of stuff, so it's not, like... Like any of the other like big long, long form like manga or anime like a Dragon Ball, a One Piece or stuff like that. I mean, they all have like their arcs, but it's basically centralized around the same characters. Right. And one thing is, I like stories in general that are very character driven, um, and that's one thing that all these tend to have in common. Like, think about Sakamoto. That's a really big ensemble cast where everybody's extremely unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. Same with this. Everybody has <laughs> very, very distinctive personalities. Jojo's Boy, do the they. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's that's like my big hook is that I love characters. It, The story, I don't want to say secondary, but if you can get me hooked in with a really great character, and especially if it's like an ensemble character cast... I'm all about it, and this one definitely, it hit right there on that. Like, everybody is amazing. It's why you love High School of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's always an an exception to the rule. I'm telling you, if you, we talked about this. Episode two, episode two. Go back and listen to it. If you watch it as satire, it's amazing. Yeah, it totally is. If you. If you watch it for real, then you're like, oh, God, this is horrible. This is trash. It is. So I'm going to hit you with some facts about this show. That's what I do. Uh, So this manga, the manga dates back to 2011, which is pretty far back. And it's still currently ongoing, which makes it a little bit different than what Sakamoto had, where Sakamoto was an entire manga's run of four volumes, and they were able to fit all that into the anime. Uh, This you know, has kind of the same problems that a lot of short uh, one-season animes have that are based off of mangas, where they they adapt a certain part of the, the manga, but then they have to end it, and you kind of are feeling left incomplete. And this one kind of skirts that a bit. They have their own anime ending, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> but obviously, with a comedy, you don't necessarily have to have like a complete story, I think. And just which the way this show is, like it doesn't necessarily hurt it that you're missing, uh, like the rest of the story for right now. Because let's be honest, it this show debuted um in July of 2014, so it's you know going on three years now, and they've basically never said anything about making a second season of it. So I highly doubt they would. No. Which is which is a which is a shame because the show is it's fantastic. I would watch a second season, and I usually don't watch second seasons of things. And, like, there's so much, like, even, like, good stuff they could do for a second season. Like, uh, one of the characters they introduced, like, in around, like, the chapters 25 to 35 is uh, Nozaki's brother, which you don't really see at all in the, the first season. I think he makes a, a brief cameo in the final episode, but that's in it. the final episode, yep. Yeah. And just, like, there's just even more just wacky stuff that they go through in the manga that you could just build off of continue like the the weird paralleling st- or the weird storyline of, of of sakura trying to confess to nozaki and just failing miserably each time i think 
one of the things that I, I love about this, and Sakamoto has the same thing. Actually, JoJo does too. I'm sure you've picked this up about me. I don't know if any of the, the people who are listening have picked this up, but I'm sure you have. I love absurdity. Yeah. Absurdity is like one of my favorite things in the entire universe. The more absurd things are, the happier I am. And so that's part of why this is just one of the greatest things because you literally start the the anime, the manga, whatever. You start it with her trying to confess to him that she's in love with him. <laughs> and she says, I'm your fan. And he just signs a thing and he's like, here you go. I didn't know you knew. And it's it's an autograph. And it turns out that he's a manga artist. Which she doesn't know at the time either. <laughs> she doesn't know at the time. <laughs> It's like, it's one of the running gags that every once in a while, she's like, I'm your fan. And he's just like, oh, you want another one? Here you go. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's like, dumb. It's such a good way to start this. It's like, I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to confess. I'm going to tell him that I love him. I'm your fan. And then he's like, oh, okay, here's here's my autograph. And then, like, it's a running joke throughout the series that um, people will ask her, like, oh, you know, how are you doing with the person that you have a crush on? And she's like, well, I got an autograph. And they're like, oh, honey, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> like, even from the description of the show, like, I'll, I'll read it for you here in a second. Like, you don't really get the sense that, like, this is going to be, like, a really ridiculous comedy. Like, you could yeah. read the, the plot summary and think this is going to be, like, a serious, like, shoujo. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, here is the Wikipedia plot summary. High school student Chio Sakura has a crush on her schoolmate Umetaro Nozaki, but when she confesses her love to him, he mistakes her for a fan and gives her an autograph. When she says that she always wants to be with him, he invites her to his house and has her help on some drawings. Chio discovers that Nozaki is actually a renowned shoujo manga artist named Sakiko Yumino. She then agrees to be his assistant in order to get closer to him. As they work on his manga, let's fall in love. They encounter other schoolmates who assist them or serve as inspirations for characters in the stories. Like, you could read that and think, like, oh, this is going to be just a drama. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound at all. Like I said, it's an absurd comedy. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, that, is, that, that just sounds like a regular... I mean, not that I'd be opposed to, like, a regular romance in that sense, but that's not what this is. It, yeah, it almost kind of does a disservice for the show, because you could read that and think, like, oh, it's just another one of those. Like, you're not... It doesn't give you any idea of, like, the picture of exactly what the show is, which is just, like, like we've been saying, ridiculous comedy. It's just like, oh, you just think they're gonna, she's gonna, you know, be his assistant, and that's how they're gonna fall in love and all of this. But no, <laughs> no, that's not even cl- close to it. Like, like the the other half of that episode is like, is him trying to figure out a bike scene for his manga, and it's just them riding around on a tandem bicycle in a ridiculous fashion. Like, the later half of that episode really kind of sets up like, okay, this is what this show is. And it's very ridiculous and very fun. Well, and the entire time he's like, well, we have to consider what's legal. Because yeah. he's saying, oh, we could ride on the bike together. And he's like, nope, not allowed. That's illegal. So what can we do? Tandem bikes. And then at one point, he's like, well, don't pedal. Because <laughs> if you don't pedal, then it's more romantic. And then she's like, I feel useless. I can't do this. He's like, well, try and put your arms around my waist. But she's also extremely short he's very tall and she's like trying to reach on the tandem bike to get to his waist and she can't reach him and um she uh there's also another part where he's talking about like how it would work in the manga and 
he comes up with like a four seater tandem. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they'll fight over the seats. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 such like a, a really dumb disconnect that like everyone like praises him because like he's this brand new shoujo manga artist and everyone thinks like he knows about love and women and all that stuff and he's like he's just this really goofy high school student who has a has no experience with any of that he's sort of clueless. stuff he's clueless but somehow like just captured the world <laughs> uh, but I, but, the, but the show i think really opens up when you finally get to meet like the rest of the cast which they they go they start in episode two and then go onward Mm-hmm. So like you first meet uh, Mikashiba, who <laughs> who knows like he's kind of like hyping up like oh this is the person that like this is one of my friends also the person that I uh, based the main character of my manga off of so she thinks like it's like this you know wistful young woman that he knows but no it's just this dude who is popular but it gets real awkward around when he, he's he's the center of attention. Yeah, he doesn't deal well with new people. And he kind of, like, defaults into this weird, like, playboy persona. <laughs> but it's because he plays so many dating games. Yep. And so he just, uh, he has the the shoujo, like, flowery scenes come up behind him and he glitters and all, but he... Because that's what he does in the manga, right? That's how he <laughs> works, yeah. Yeah, that's what he does, but... Um... That like two seconds later he's like oh no I said that didn't I and then he's just like sad because he doesn't know how to get out of what he's just said to somebody there's a really good gag I don't know if it's in this episode or not or later on but like he's surrounded by a bunch of girls and like Sakura's just looking on and she gets the text and it's just like help <laughs> uh, and then later he's on good. yeah he's he's really good like all of these characters are just really good and then later on, like in the second episode, you meet uh, Seo, who is Sakura's friend, and she introduces him to Nozaki because he wants to, like some new character to base off of. And then like, he's, like <laughs> she's like a hoodlum, she's a delinquent basically. And then like also you find out she's like this amazing singy singer, yeah, of the Glee oh. Club. <laughs> and it's so wonderful because she's like. You see her in multiple scenes and she's like beating up people on sporting events and just like gleefully laughing like it's the greatest thing that ever happened to her. And then um, and she's also just like real blunt with like giving advice and like oh, unaware like, of her situations. Like the one girl who comes up and is like, hey, look, I finally saved up all my money and got this bag. And she's like, oh, the tacky guy who lives next to me has that same bag. <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. Her, oh, I, I, her character really goes off when they introduce Wakamatsu, I think, and like they pair them two up because it's like yeah. it's f-ing perfect. Because Wakamatsu it's is so good. Wakamatsu is his first year, who's like he's a basketball player, but he's also the most naive person you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And then like somehow him and Seo like connect in this way, which he also has this crush on the Lorelai, which is which is her. Yeah, because he loves her singing, even though like it makes him fall asleep immediately. Which is part of why he likes it, yeah. is because he has insomnia, and so um, he complains at one point, like, oh man, I can never sleep, I don't know what to do, and um, Sakura had given, um, blanking on name, artist, give me a name. Nozuki? There you go. Uh, gave him a flash drive with Lorelai singing, 
And then once he realized who it was, he's like, nope, never again, turning this off. <laughs> and, um, but he forgot to take it out. And so he pleased it at one point. And uh, Waka, um, I always call him Waka because that's what she calls him. He said, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I need this. And then like, there's this entire internal conflict of like, oh no, she beats him up and bullies him on the basketball court, but like he loves her singing and never sleeps without it. So what do I do? So basically everyone knows like that that triangle that Wakamatsu has placed himself in, except him. Mm-hmm. God, it's, oh, it's, so, it's so good. Huh. Uh, you also have uh, Kashima, who everyone, who's like the androgynous character that everyone thinks is a dude, but is really a girl but all the ladies love her love her the prince the prince of the school who's mikashiba's friend as well because he tried to compete with her and failed miserably now they're friends yep makes sense <laughs> and then you also meet hori in that episode as well who's the president of the drama club who has to keep <laughs> keep her in line but usually fails miserably <laughs> he's like beating her up all the time <laughs> I think in that episode as well, like you figure out, like he also helps out uh, Nozaki on his manga, and and um, Sakura figures yeah. that out by the the little like uh, the briefs. yeah the briefs that he marks like oh you should paint here, and then she goes like oh that's you briefs briefs and gosh she would like stumbles into listening he's like what are they talking about why would he say talk about briefs to her he likes briefs. Wait, she wears briefs too? They're bonding over briefs? And then, like, Kashima goes up to Hori later on and is like, so you would like to wear briefs? And he ends up, I think, punching her. He's I... like, why are you sexually harassing me? Because I don't remember if, like, this is before or after, like, she would, like, constantly bully him by, like, just leaving women's clothes in his locker. I think it's after. No, it, this is before that happens. Oh. This, this is before she bullies him because um, I can't remember the context of why that happens. But there's something about um, Kishima thinks that he wants to be like the princess. Is it when like they're they're doing Nozaki's play that he re- he wrote and like someone was out so he had to step in for someone was out so Hori had to step in for someone? Maybe. And like so that. then she she starts setting like women's clothing and accessories and stuff in his locker, and then he gets upset at one point because he's like, "It all matched and looked great." God, this show's good. Uh-huh. I feel like the uh, the pinnacle of the show might be the episode with the Dainty Sim. I it's so funny. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. So it's like. So you basically introduce the scene like Mikashiba is like talking about all these dating sims and he's trying to get advice from Nozaki and then he brings over a console and they play this dating sim that Mikashiba has and Nozaki is just real bad at it because he keeps like trying to do like all like the the options that he would pick for his manga and all the girls are like well that's yeah okay whatever well (laughs) before he does that first he names it after the character yeah from his manga and then he picks all the negative choices and he's like why do you keep doing that he's like because there's only (laughs) one girl in his life he's like start over name it something different and then they go through all of that and then basically they like figure out like (laughs) that the protagonist's like best friend is like the one person that he should be with (laughs) it's like they like (laughs) 
back. They figure like they figure that out, and then they spend like all night writing out like this dotion about <laughs> the main character and the best friend. <laughs> like you dedicated three years of your high school life to me. You need your happiness. And they they originally try to figure out like which girl to match him up with, and they're like, wait a minute. No, it's which, not. It's none of the girls. It's not one of the girls. It's the protagonist. And then he's like lamenting at one point he's like this is a whole different genre than what i'm used to doing (laughs) (laughs) and then basically at the end like that you see them like all just like like halfway dead like sprawled out over this over like all like the the pages they did and sakura walks in he's like what happened here what happened here (laughs) (laughs) she just looks horrified That was a uh, really, really funny episode. Which we, we, were, we were talking about beforehand. Like, there's also a, a chapter in the manga where they play an Otome game, which... I I have to find that. I'm so excited to see that. Because it's, it's, it's Nozaki, Wakamatsu, and Hori who are the three playing this Otome <laughs> game. <laughs> that sounds so good. Uh. <laughs> also, you meet uh, the editor... Of Nozaki's manga, Ken. And his old editor. And his old editor. Oh boy. Ken's just like this this like super like just straight laced dude that Nozaki just admires because he's like, he responds to me right away whenever I need anything. It's like, Ken, is this good? And it's like, Yep. Yep. <laughs> but then you also realize like his old editor was like kind of halfway crazy. He was like, You should put in this <laughs> this mascot character here and in here and in here as well oh. well and he takes credit for all the ideas yeah 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 it's like oh i'm gonna do a spring issue um special and he's like oh that was my idea wasn't it it's like no i i, I asked you if i could do this and you said yes my idea and so he he's very upset that his ideas kept getting taken so he um would like cut out any of his specials at some point because he's like he's gonna take my idea it was so wonderful um and then there's the um the upstairs neighbor who is also an artist yeah who works with that editor and she's the one with all the tanuki in her in her weird different genre manga i can't even determine what genre she writes but it varies every single time we see her Mm mm-hmm and but it, always Tanuki. And that gag just like continues in the manga as well, because like you you'll randomly meet up with her as well, and it's always like, "Well, I gotta add this Tanuki to this new thing I'm doing." And everyone's like, "Oh God, why? Get away from him!" Like the murder mystery with a Tanuki. Yes. <sighs> <sighs> and um, that that editor is so bad because he um like he lost her manuscript at one point, and then. He he did the one thing with the website where he's like posing all these pictures and she's like, Oh look, my manuscript's in these pictures and it's like his coffee's on top of it and like he lost all of it and it's on the floor and Don't read his blog, it's not nice. It's just using it of as him. a fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. He's, he's a bad editor. And um Well you like Tanukis. I forget which episode it was, but um, there was the one episode where um, Nazuki was like, uh, Nazaki, I don't remember. Anyway, he was like, I <laughs> am not going to like Ken. They they were in a cafe and they didn't get along. I don't remember 
like Nozaki was really, really defensive of all of his characters and thought that Ken was like going to change them. And then Ken was like, oh, hey, here's this detail about this one side character. He's like, you like my side characters? You was read it? it? Was that like the flashback from like when they first met or something? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense. I was like, did this happen later on? That seems weird. <laughs> no, and so that's how yeah. he realized that he liked Ken was he's like, he actually read and cared about my characters. <laughs> but it's actually that Ken just like... It's good at his job. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas the last guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's the episode where Mikoshiba has to volunteer and become a model for the art club. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, for him is really going to work. And then like and then like Nozaki I think shows up as well during that as well. Like he's like I'm going to I'm going to draw as well. I want to get yep. some reference points. And what's so funny about that is that like all the girls have him posing in like these really dramatic poses and Sakura is like I want you to pose as Nozaki drawing <laughs> manga and then like Nozaki comes in and he's like this is a really boring pose. He's like, no it's not. It's the greatest pose ever. And he ends up posing him as, like, basically like a harem protagonist. Yeah. God, there's the uh, there's the one gag where, like, they're talking about perspective in manga. And they're like, oh, why is this character taller in this frame, in this, uh, in this frame than the other one? And then, like, <laughs> Nozuki's like, well, I can fix this. Hey, everyone, oh, <laughs> we're just carrying around boxes for today. <laughs> And everybody's on boxes. It's like, why is she taller in the scene? Well, she's got the box now. Yeah. But he's taller in the scene. Yeah, he's standing on the box now. And everyone's like, this is a bad idea. Why are you doing this? It's when he's trying to figure out how to draw backgrounds. Yes. And he's just like, everybody has boxes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. The box. That was amazing. That was so funny. Oh, jeez. Um, I also really liked the episode where uh, he gets sick. Yeah. And everybody's trying to stand in for him and, like, make up for it. And nobody actually knows how to do the stuff that he does. Nope. So they're all just like, does this work here? Does this work here? And then... um. I, Hori at one point is like trying to do this like box cutter thing and she's like oh man you're really good at that and then you see his face just fall and he holds up the sheet and everything's cut <laughs> out <laughs> he's like I cut too hard which I think is that's where you find out like Wagamatsu's like really good at that and that becomes his <laughs> job <laughs> yeah that becomes his job and then by the end of it um, Nozaki is like he gets better because uh, he's been sick the whole time. He gets better and he looks at everything. He's like, I'll just get my deadline extended. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, they tried to write the dialogue. They're like, what is she thinking in this scene? And he tries to go on this explanation of what she's thinking. And they're like, yeah, it's too long. <laughs> da, 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 da. So um, that was really, really funny. <laughs> I like the uh, penultimate episode because it's like the first half is Nozaki trying to figure out these new ways to like get excitement in his manga. So like he's trying to surprise Sakura in like all these weird ways. Oh, I love that one. 
and like it just ends like oh i just wanted to go walk home with you and she's like <gasps> and all that and then like the latter half is like <laughs> you find mikashiba hori wakamatsu get trapped in the rain so they all stop by nozaki's house <laughs> like and Nozaki's like trying they have a sleepover so Nozaki's trying to use use their material for the manga but also like they don't know that each of them work on like the manga so like yeah. they, they just go sit down and bring out their tools and everyone's like oh! put them back in their pockets like hey, hey guys how's it going <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to like use everything as girl talk yes and eventually he falls asleep and it becomes like this weird arm wrestling contest that goes until like four in the morning. <laughs> and he just sleeps through the entire thing because they were arguing over who was strongest and who could actually carry him to bed. <laughs> I love the the part where he's trying to like surprise her though, because like the whole time you could just see her progressively getting more and more annoyed. Although she does get really excited when he uh, he makes her the box lunch. Yeah. And she's like, it's curry. It's rice on top. <gasps> curry. <laughs> but then she's but, also uh, mad at herself because she, she got excited for the curry instead of being able to have lunch with him. Right. <laughs> and he's like doing weird things like popping things at her. And um... oh, my favorite was the flowers when he goes to give her flowers. And she's like, oh, my God, he gave me flowers. This is so exciting. She goes to grab the flowers and his hand comes out with them. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> her face is like horrified but with him ending with uh i just wanted to walk home with you and like the entire time she's expecting something to happen it was like oh that's really cute and i don't remember what episode it is where um they're trying to write the part about the umbrella yeah and it's really funny because there's such a huge height difference between those two <laughs> And at one point, she's, like, trying to hold the umbrella, and it ends up getting stuck on his head. And all the bypassers are like, um, what's happening here? And he's like, I'll hold it from now on. Because she's, like, stretching, basically, just to hold it up above his head, but not yeah. really doing a good job of it. But she gets, like, distracted because she's like, are we sharing an umbrella? We're sharing an umbrella. And she gets really excited and blushy and everything, and that's when it gets stuck on his head. Because she gets real real stoked about the umbrella sharing. <laughs> God. Do they ever do they ever show um I think they do the part where they first meet on like the first day of school with the the gate. The gate, yeah. Yeah. That 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 part is real dumb too. I love that they're um they're talking through it and he's he has all the bandages everywhere and he's like why would somebody go just for my neck? That's scary. <laughs> but, um, but also, he like he says he comes to the first day just like, I want to come to the opening ceremony just to get the ribbon. And she's like, yeah. that's so sweet. He's like, I need it for my manga. Yep. <laughs> so she basically just like takes one of her ribbons and ties it up and makes a sign. It's like, here you go. And then does her ribbon in the back for once. But he's, like, so, like, sleep-deprived that he doesn't realize it's her. But she also becomes, like, the reference point for his main girl character. Agnes, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, like, lifts her over the gate, which is super cute and, like, flowery and shiny and shoujo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoujo. I, I love, love, love that part. Um, 
There was another thing that I was going to mention. Now I'm blanking. Oh, the running gag about the um, the sailor suit <laughs> uniform. <laughs> he just wants to wear a sailor uniform. Oh my god, it's so funny. He 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 tries to get soccer to try it on. She's like, no, not happening. And then he tries to put it on and is like crying because he can't even fit like a leg into it. He's like, this Bishonen frame. Oh my god, it was so, so funny. He was so upset that he wasn't like a skinny pretty boy that could fit in there. And then he was asking, um, oh, frick his name. Redhead. Mikashiba. There you go, Mikashiba. He's like, will you wear this? <laughs> And then there's another episode later after Sakura gets rained on, and he's like, I have an outfit you could put on. <laughs> but he only wants it for a reference. Yeah. That's all he wants is a reference picture. And she's like, no. But it's so funny because it's a continuing thing throughout episodes. Like, it, it, it crosses episodes, him interested in, like, getting a reference picture of this. Which I think is a good thing about the show, and, like, even the manga in, in general is, like, there are there's really good callbacks and like running gags throughout like the entirety of it that like that was comedy as well like you could really flub on or completely mess up like just like with what type of running gag you use but this show like he's each one usually it's like it's a it's a hit yeah oh it's so funny we should talk about the finale so i guess um when we talk about the finale we should um consider that one of the running gags is they like will they or will they not yeah running gag between the two main characters because it's clear that she loves him but we never really know how he feels or if he even recognizes it because he's clueless <laughs> um so there there's several points throughout the show that is kind of a like eh, eh, will they won't they um the finale does this a couple times yep yeah and it, it makes the romantic heart in me just kind of explode a little bit. Because uh, I want something to happen so bad. But then I know that nothing's going to happen because that's the joke. <laughs> Which basically, like we said, the manga's still ongoing. That stuff is still ongoing as well. So like... Oh, I bet. That That's another, I guess you could say it's a running gag. But yeah, they're still going real strong with that. So basically, like, the the crux of this episode is, like, they have a festival. Festival. It's a festival episode, which I think is the latter half of it. Um, she looks so cute. Yeah. And I think this is also where, like, they she talks about where they first meet and everything and all that jazz. Yep. Uh, so they go to this festival. Like, everyone's there hanging out. Um, you see Seo and Kashima together, which Wakamata's like, <laughs> she has a boyfriend. Boyfriend? <laughs> Uh, Mikashiba's in like a, a um, the male version of a yukata. Yeah, and he's out the there only with one. The capsule machine collecting his little like yeah. anime figurines. Hori's there as well. Uh, he he was like at one point taking reference pictures for Nozaki, and then Kashima shows up. He's like, "Stay right there. I need this picture." <laughs> that was so funny because she thought that he fell, so she was offering a hand to like yeah. help him. And he's like, stay there. <laughs> and then eventually, like, Sakura and Nozaki, like, they meet up and, like, they go walking around. Um, there's a scene where she buys, like, an apple and he takes a bite out of it. And, he, and she's like, <gasps> my That's heart. That's just, like, will they, won't they? Yeah. 
Because he kind of like leans in, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. He's just like, nah, okay. So, the, so that part right there, as as we were talking about before we started recording, that's where the manga chapter ends. And then that's that's it for that story. That part of the story. Biting the apple. Yeah, that's that's where that chapter ends. The anime goes a little bit further because obviously you need a way to wrap this up, and it would be kind of hard with a comedy to like figure out a way to wrap it up. But I think they they did a good job of how they did it. So basically, uh, the two of them go off and they find a spot and they watch the, the fireworks. That's what you do at the end of the festival. As at the top of like a jungle gym, which they do a callback to him lifting her on the gate. Um, yeah. He lifts her on the jungle gym, which is how they get to the flashback of like how they met, which we already talked about. Yeah. So like they have like this intimate moment and you're like, like, oh, this is, this is going to be it. This is it. Finally going <laughs> to get it. And she even is like having an internal monologue. And she says something effective like, I'll never be able to tell you that I love you. and But she says the, like, love you part out loud. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, credits. Well, no. No, no. Actually, he, like, he turns to her and he's he like. He turns to her and leans and whispers, but you can't see what he says. Yeah. Then you get <laughs> Which, like, which at that point I was like, oh, they're going to do it. Yeah. And then, like, you come back from credits she's, and, and he's like, yeah, I agree. I love fireworks, too. I love fireworks, too. <laughs> She's just like, no. Break my heart. But I feel like it would have been hard to like find a good way to end the show just because of how, you know, the way the anime industry runs. Like, you're probably not going to see another season of this, like we said at the offset of this episode. So, like, using that as the ending for it, I think, really plays into like the comedy of the show itself. And also. And it's also just, like, a good gag to end the show with. Right. It totally fits the tone of the show, and it fits all the gags that have been going on. Like, it fits perfectly. It was just... You got my text message afterwards, and it was just me <laughs> capitalized yelling, I love fireworks. Yep. I love fireworks. Because I'm like, ah, oh, I want them to be in love and happy. Because I think we talked about it before you started the show, because you were like... Well, how is this going to end? And I was like, well, they have their own ending for this because the manga's still going on. And you were like, that. I think you were kind of suspicious of that point of like, well, how are they going to end this? And I, I knew, I knew obviously the ending. So like, I was waiting for that point to where you would get to it. And then you sent me that. And I was like, there it is. There's the you outrage. Told me, you told me before, and you're like, you're gonna be mad. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly right. Because like, because I, I obviously I know you. So like I know I know you would be like really excited if like it ended in a different way. And I was like, no, you're gonna be mad. Yeah. So with you telling me straight up you're gonna be mad, I'm like, all right. Which I, I didn't want to like in, impose that in a way that like, oh, you're gonna hate the show or something like that. But like, no, I, the but viewer you know is well yeah, the viewer is left a little scathed after the way that ends. But like, it's still a really good gag, I think. It is. Like I said, it fits the tone of the show and mm-hmm. it fits like everything up to that point. It makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And like, I hope eventually in the manga they wrap it up with them being together. But I also understand that like to keep it ongoing, that gag has to continue ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, like that's I would, part of what makes it so funny. Yeah, I would be real curious to see like exactly how they end it. I feel like later on in the, in the, the manga, like they've 
it feels like they're warming up more towards each other, or at least he is. Yeah, because there's hints that he cares about her now because yeah. he's got the whole, um, like he makes her the box lunch and he says, you know, I just wanted to walk home with you and that kind of thing. And and the fact that he even goes alone with her, like to go watch the fireworks, I think is a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Um, but we don't have like an explicit, yes, I have a crush on her. And even like some of the other characters hint at him like, hey, do you have an idea? Like, what about Sakura? And I think at one point she even shuts it down. Like, nope, nope, nope. We're not talking about that. <laughs> but even then, he would just be like, well, in terms of my manga, this would be the way I would see her. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is real dumb. So... But the good, I think the good thing about this, it, about the the entire series is like, you know, you can you can go buy and support it on, uh, on home release for the anime. Uh, there's eight volumes of the manga out currently. And in U.S. regions, I think there's like um, 10 in total. Let me look that up real quick. For a Not, second. Allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Loki says no. Uh, this is nine. Nine. Okay. So Jap- we're not that far behind. But the Japanese one, it hasn't been released in Japan apparently. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. Thanks. I'm not asking you. How dare you? But yeah, like it's 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 very easy to follow along. Uh, I mean, getting you eight eight volumes upwards will get you to um, where's volume eight leave off with uh, chapter eighty. Which um, if I look at my manga app, which is how I read it weekly, or not weekly, monthly, I think it's up to eighty seven. So like that's not that far behind. Yeah, no, it's not at all in terms of like scanlation. So yeah, um, it's. So yeah, it's very easy to follow along. Like the manga, the manga volumes themselves aren't that expensive. I don't think. No. Which really helps as well. And hey, you can say it's a, it's a thing that you like from Square Enix, because Square Enix publishes it. You could have left that out. Hey, if there's one thing Square Enix is good at, I think it's probably their manga department, because like some of the stuff they put out is actually pretty decent. Probably because Nomura has no no touching on it. Yeah, thank thank God. He can't can't put his weird grubby paws on it. Yeah. Freaking. Ah, oh, don't even, don't even suggest <laughs> that that man get anywhere near the only good thing that they create that is like theirs. Um, I mean, you have to think as well, though, like. The the uh, one of the magazines that Square Enix or perhaps Enix at one point had Full Metal Alchemist in it, <laughs> so like it's I think it's a little bit different than their gaming department in in a slight way. Yeah, their gaming department can just at least the the Final Fantasy side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, they got rid of some of your favorite stuff. So. Exactly. Um, basically anything that is Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts related can just be set into a dumpster and pushed off into the ocean. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Maybe set it on fire first. That way, none of the mer people that are in the ocean are subjected to it as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways. After we dunk on Nomura for the thousandth time. Hey yo, that's what we do here. Hashtag. 
Duncan Nomura. Yes. He sucks. He does. Gekon Shoujo Nozaki-kun, though, does not suck. It's very good. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm really, really glad I watched it. Uh, like we said, you can buy the home release uh, from Sentai Filmworks. It's, you know, probably a, however much those are. It's on Crunchyroll if you want to, if you have a subscription to that or you want to watch it through that way. That's the way to do it. It is dubbed through the home release version, apparently, which I did not know about until, like, literally last week or a few days ago, excuse me. I don't know the quality of it because I never had heard of it until a few days ago and haven't heard anything from it. Uh, the, the casting from it is a lot of people I don't know. And from, like, the looks of it, like, are people who haven't had, like, that many roles. So, like, I I can't say for the validity of it or anything. But, you know, it's cool that, like, they even, like, dubbed this at all. Because a lot of... Because yeah. sometimes Sentai Filmworks will just, like, throw stuff out there and, like, just be like, here's the Japanese dub and that's it. So, I mean... 36 bucks any, on Amazon, by the way. I'd say that's, that's a decent price for the home video release. Oh, totally. For a Blu-ray, 36 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's legit. So yeah, like it. I think if it's like we were talking about when we talked about Sakamoto a few episodes back, like if you like comedies and you like comedies that are actually like halfway intelligent and aren't going to talk down to you or just like try and use the lowest common denominator for humor available out there, which which we know a lot of anime will completely try yep. and do. Uh, this is a well done, well written comedy that just hits on every point that like i am totally a fan of it does absurdity really well mm -hmm. too and like, like the whole the box things we were talking about that's yeah, ridiculous exactly. it's so good and in terms of like adapting from a manga to an anime like it's a very very well done adaptation because like you can pretty much like read the manga and like scene for scene will be in the anime like yeah like uh, there are some parts like I think if you're if you're reading the manga in in sequential order, like there are chapters they cut out from the uh, from the anime. Like there's some I think I think like we said earlier, like his like Nozaki's brother gets introduced pretty early, but they don't introduce him in the anime. And there's like just a few chapters in between like some of the anime episodes that they don't use. But other than that, like the chapters they do use, you can pretty much like follow along, and like they are pretty much exactly the same as you would see on the screen as you read in the book so that's a plus well done especially for and like a four coma manga like that's amazing that they were able to pull that off the uh the art is actually really good too i was yeah. surprised um which i guess if you're a manga anime you'd hope so but there weren't any real like dips in quality in the art at any point mm -hmm. and it looked really really great throughout i was very happy with that on both sides as well like for the manga and the anime too and i think like another cool thing is like it'll kind of teach you about the manga industry in a way that like you necessarily might not know about i've learned so much about manga because of this it's ridiculous just like how shirabako will teach you about the anime industry <laughs> monthly girls nozaki kun will teach you about the manga industry in brief little ways but yeah it's real cool like how you'll find you'll figure out information about manga and all that stuff how it gets made and everything so that's real cool. Like, it, it is something like they necessarily didn't have to include, but they totally did. Um, a brief bit of trivia though before we wrap up. Okay. I found out this before we went live. Uh, the original premise for this this series, it was going to be Nozaki's sister as the main protagonist, which eventually I think they did reintroduce her later on, as like a just a brief side character. 
but it was going to be her, Kashima, and Seiya as like the as her as her two friends, and those were going to be like the protagonists of the series. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm glad that they went the way that they went, but that's interesting. It could have been a very different show or di- different it- series at that point. Oh, it totally could have been. Huh. How about that? Oh, I got chills real bad. Ugh. Don't do that. Nah. No. Because it basically says, like, her role was was in the storyline just gradually was was getting overtaken by Nozaki. And then it's like, oh, your position's main character's gone. Later. Bye. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> and then I think, like, the design for his brother... Was he was supposed to be a girl? Yeah, he was. His brother was supposed to be just like originally a, a his sister as well. So, all right. Well, plans sisters... changed a lot apparently <laughs> before this thing went live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the show's great. This manga's great. Go find it. Go support it, as you should do with all great shows that you watch. I know it's 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 easy to go out and just like to bootleg everything you can with either anime or manga, especially with manga, because there's real no good centralized way to like read a bunch of stuff out there. I mean, like Crunchyroll has their app, but it's not really that much. That's not really that populated. Uh, And then like some other places have it, but it's more like, Oh, you're paying for this chapter and all that sort of stuff. So it is hard to like, you know, try and support things, but you should definitely support things that you like. And I think this is what this, the show and this manga in particular is definitely something that, is worthy of people supporting and you should do just to, like make sure there's more of it coming. I agree. Um, support the things that you like guys with actual money. Yeah. That's, that's how I should have said that way simpler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to say, Oh, I really like this series and it's another thing to support it where they can actually continue it. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. PSA. Your monthly PSA from your friends at the Season Lamb and Checkup OVA. Thanks. Boop. Uh, for more information, you can check out SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool, where you can find previous episodes of this very podcast, where we you can go back and listen to some of the episodes we talked about in this very show, like the High School of the Dead episode, the Sakamoto episode, and then just there's a good catalog of 32 other episodes you can listen to, counting those two. Because then that would mess the count up. You totally should. Uh, there's <laughs> there's other writings and stuff up there. I feel like I'm going to try to have something up there by the time this episode goes up. Like beforehand. So hopefully that's up by the time this episode goes up. And this is a way for me to kick myself in the butt to write something. <laughs> nice. I just shame myself. Pass past me shame future self. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I won't have anything on my website because I'm finishing my internship. Yeah. But for more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. And I will plug something of yours, which I think is on your site. Uh, Which one? There was a trailer just recently that came out for the the awful Ready Player One. And if you want to read a breakdown of why that book is a terrible mess, you can read that at anladium.com. It's under my review section. So go there. Uh, Definitely read it because... I think a lot of people are going to be drawn in by this trailer and you really, really need to know what you're getting into. 
And the answer is it sucks and you're going to get into trash. What is what was it that the person on your Facebook said that like it was basically a, a movie form of the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, my friend said that it was it was the movie form of the Big Bang Theory because it's just throwing references at you and it's actually making fun of you. And it's really the case. And honestly, one of the things that really upsets me is that um, what's his name? Ernest Klein? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's a trash bag. And <laughs> you know how you were just saying that like you should support things that you like with money? Um, do not support him with money because he's terrible and should not be supported and should probably just like die in obscurity. Did you see apparently yesterday on Twitter someone found like his poetry, which is all basically about him wanting to f nerd girls? Oh my god. Which, if that's not saying anything about the character of this dude, like, god. Or just watch that Atari documentary about them digging up the ET uh, landfill. Atari Game Over. It's on Netflix. Yeah, watch that, and he's in it, and it's real, and he's just, ugh. Ugh. It's bad that I know that, like, right off. And, like, what is the name of that documentary? I got I mean, you. You should. You should. I know, I know. It's just funny. <laughs> um, but, yes, you should um, check out my review because, like I said, I think a lot of people who are into nerd culture are going to be drawn into that because they're like, oh, references. This is something that's fun, but it's really, really not. Yeah. Um, so be wary. <laughs> be wary. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yes. Uh, and then next week we will figure out something to talk about. Hopefully, Al will be less sick. Hopefully, her body's right. hopefully her body's like, hey, I'll let you have a break for once. That's cool. Be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Al's body be nice. nice. Putting your body on point. I mean, I'm on antibiotics, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we'll figure out something for next week um who knows what twitter. oh yeah twitter good idea uh twitter.com slash anime checkup is our twitter account you can talk to us there for more information you can find from us and all sorts of fun stuff on there it's a good place to talk to both of us yep yeah um i'm gonna go and try and get better i'm gonna go i don't know play splatoon 2 yay that's fun i'm a squid and a kid i got a nice look <laughs> right now where i got like these cool noise canceling headphones they look like they look like um like air traffic control headphones amazing and a nice leather jacket so i look like a bad like a bad squid oh my god you're a bad boy squid. i'm in a motorcycle gang apparently i guess allegedly because there's something on the back of the jacket <laughs> you're a pool shark squid oh yeah i like the yeah. sound of that yeah. I'm going to write that in the fake meverse. I saw, I found someone in the fake meverse who had something that said F something on the fake meverse. And I'm like, whoa, buddy, you're going to get reported. Yikes. Yikes. Anyways. So many yikes. So many yikes. Uh, tune in next week for something cool from us. Your your friendly pals at the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, your number two favorite podcast on the internet.